Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord. want to give God praise again for another day, the ninth day specifically of our uh, study into the book of John chapter 1, uh, verse, now in verse 8, right? Yeah, verse 8. God is faithful. Let's begin today's session prayer. Sweet Holy Spirit, we bless you, Jesus, we restore you, Abba Father, we glorify you. Thank you for another time of fellowship in your presence. Thank you for another time to dig into your word. We ask, Lord, for revelation and insight. Yes, and Lord. understanding that we may cause us to know more about you. Thank you, Lord, and in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. We are still singing our song forever. Beloved, we will like to introduce to you one of our latest book releases. Titled, Serve the Lord Christ. Authored by Chimdi Ohahuna. This book is the beginning of new experiences for every believer serving the Lord Christ in the body of Christ. God is the rewarder of all who are diligent in their service to Him. Thus, rewards naturally comes to the faithful servant of God. However, motives are paramount to our service in the kingdom of God. If the purposes of the one serving God are not good and acceptable, the service cannot be good and acceptable either. As a child of God, you have an assignment to do for the Lord here on earth. Find out how to walk in God's purpose, fulfill the course of the Lord and receive the glory set before. This information in this book will be helpful and useful for individuals, families, groups and local churches. Order a copy today via Amazon. Welcome back. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, so we're going to today's session. Amen. All right. Um, yesterday we left off at somewhere uh, beautiful, understanding that um, um, the spirit that uh, of um, the adulteress, which um, operates in um, impersonation. Okay. Impersonation, basically, the purpose of impersonation is seduction, deception, and delusion. And uh, it's actually targeted at the scent. And um, there is an assurance cover, insurance cover for us that we will not be deceived, but we have to take it. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so um, um, we began to understand how those, now we're going to be understanding how does this um, spirit of uh, impersonation um, deceive. Ability to see, and um, we saw in the same verse of scriptures that they use great signs and wonders to do this, and they impersonate by claiming that they are the Christ. So, we've seen the verse of scripture. Can we go over it again? Um, to just um, reiterate that um, Ma- Matthew chapter 24, verse 24, Matthew 24, verse 24, 24, verse 24. Let- 
So the King James says, For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, to All right. And so, the, 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 when we looked at uh, Mark 13, verse 22, we talked about them seduced, and the same thing, but he used the word seduced there. So the purpose is of the false Christ is to use, um, and the false Christ is to use great signs and great wonders to seduce, um, deceive, and delude um, people. And the target is the very elect of the Lord. Um, Peter also spoke about false teachers. So there is a trial that we should expect in this last day, which are the false crimes, the false prophet, and the false teachers. It is going to be a heavy blow on you know. It's a heavy attack from the kingdom of darkness. It's a heavy attack from, 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 the, uh, from the devil on the church, on the very elect who is God's favorable. That's why Jesus also does to take him. Now, so we look at the and uh, the major the major tool they use happens to be great signs and wonders. Great signs and wonders. That's the major tool they they use. Um, the, 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 the emergence of the false Christ is a sign of the end time. They are accompanied by false prophets. Um, these are already manifesting. You need to understand this, that they are already, they are already manifesting. Praise God forevermore. Um, it's not what is going to happen. It's already happening. If you look very much around, you see them around, you see them everywhere. And we're going to be knowing how to detect the false Christ and the false prophets. We're going to be knowing how to detect them um, today. Praise God forevermore. Because like we said, John never wanted to impersonate. Who are you? He answered them straight, I am not the Christ. He knew where they were going to, so he helped them. He helped them answer their question even before they asked the question. So this, the false Christ, the false prophet, and the false teacher has already manifested. And the way they operate to deceive is the use of grace signs and what? And wonders. Um, so uh, this makes us understand that signs and wonders are not the proof of the presence of God and the person of Christ. They are not the conclusive proof of the presence of God and the person of Christ. Um, somebody will say, but you know, what if uh, proofs with disbelief proofs? Not all proofs are proofs that God is behind it. Not all proofs are proofs that it is centered on Christ. So, if you chase after signs and wonders, you are a, an easy prey for delusion and deception. Are you getting what I'm saying? Signs and wonders are, are seductive tools used by, you know, um, this false Christ and the false prophet. They are bits. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are bits. They are bits used by false Christ and false prophet. And so, all the, our focus is not just to be all on signs and wonders because they are not all there is to the proof of the presence of God and, um, the, pre and the person of Christ. In fact, let's, let me say this once and again. God does not need to prove any point to us. The Father sending the Son, Jesus, to die for the sins of humanity, to pay the debt that man did not owe. The, sorry, the debt that he did not owe. Are you getting what I'm saying? And a debt that we should have paid with eternity. The payment for that debt will be eternal destruction. That means we'll keep paying it till eternity. He came and paid that debt. And some people don't understand the reason why um, God will send his son to die for the sin of humanity instead of kill the devil. Um, a simple question. When somebody owes somebody debt, are, are we together? Do you kill the creditor? Because of the debtor, you know, so when I, I saw that thing once and I'm like, wow, wow, you see, uh, people are chosen to be deluded and what you do, and we see people still following that part of delu delusion. It's a simple logic. That's why we're going to too much uh, scriptural basis. You are owing Mr. A is owing Mr. B. And then Mr. C says, I want to offset the Mr. B, the debt of Mr. B. And then he says, to offset the debt of Mr. B, I kill Mr. A. Is he rational? Is he not um, a criminal? Now, so man owed the debt to, to the devil. 
He sold his birthright to the devil by Adam. The fall of Adam was man's death. The Bible said by one man sin came and death reigned. Even, even also by one man will come righteous. righteousness. Uh, righteousness also reigned. That's the person of Jesus. Man owed the debt from, um, to the devil by selling over, selling off his, uh, his dominion to the devil. As a result of that, he became a slave of the devil and a debtor to the devil, always to pay with his life. Are we together? Yeah. And God, now wanting to pay back that debt, sent his son Jesus. And the only way to do that was what? To condemn sin in the flesh and to pay the debt in the flesh. And that the, the Bible says the wages of sin is what? Death. death. And the gift of God is eternal through Christ Jesus. The wages of sin is death. The salary for sin is death. Man had committed sin and he was receiving, he, by committing sin, he was receiving a salary called death. And that was also a debt that he owed to the devil. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And then for the only the only way for God to, to redeem man from this messed up situation, becoming a slave to the devil, was for what? Was for, man, for God to buy back man, man over. Are you getting what I'm saying? And buying back man over until what? God sending his son to pay the debt that man owed. We must understand something that even in the, even in the old time, today, there are people who, when they pay debt, when they owe debt and they cannot pay, they have to go in a slave for it. The widow in the Bible, who her husband was a prophet, and her husband owed debt and used his son as collateral. It, it, it's an old practice, and it goes on to get praised God forevermore. It's, it's just that some people don't understand many of these practices. And, you know what I'm and so God had to make sure he paid the debt. And paying the debt was what? It had to be done in the flesh. And it had to be what? Life for life. Which was the life of Jesus given to buy man back from the devil. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right. And so that, that was that, that very in, important. And so, for God sending Jesus to die for us, God does not have any other point to prove again. God does not have any point to prove again that He loves us. John 3 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He said that, that, he, that, he, that He gives us signs and wonders. No, that He gave His only begotten Son. The greatest sign and the greatest wonder is God giving His Son. That's the greatest sign and the greatest wonder. Are we together? Yes. God doesn't prove any point to us again. Yes, we also thank God that He also lavishes us with love. By giving us the signs and wonders. We thank God for that. And you get what I'm saying. But now, the, the chase should not be the signs and wonders. Because when the chase moves from God's love, which is Jesus, to signs and wonders, we lose the focus of God's truth of Jesus. Yes. And then, you know, this time that we can easily fall for the spirit of what? Seduction. And so the devil knows the game plan and he uses what? Great signs and wonders. So, great signs and wonders is not. The altogether proof of God's presence and the person of Christ. The altogether, the all inclusive proof of the presence of God and the person of Christ is what? Is Jesus. Are we together? Amen. Now, the spirit and person behind the sign and wonder proves if it is of God and his Christ or of a false Christ. So we need to be able to check. The Bible says we should test all spirits. I've always said this over and again. How do you know you are a child of God? You can test spirits. Are you getting me? Bible says you test spirit, and it's your personal responsibility to test it. When you test the spirit, and you see that, that the spirit is not of Christ, the only is to get away from that the oppression of that spirit. Your job is not to start announcing that this is not of Christ. Get away from that spirit and trust the Lord to help other believers to test spirits. You know what I'm saying? It's called the spirit of discernment. I always tell people something, say, ah, 
I remember when somebody said, we don't know which one is genuine, which one is fake. I said, I don't try to convince people about me. No, I will never do that. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, as you claim to have, and the spirit of discernment, you will be, you will be able to test whether I'm genuine or I'm fake. It's as simple as that. So I don't try to prove a point to anybody, and I will never prove a point to anybody. I don't try to impress anybody, and I will never impress anybody. Why? Because if you have the Holy Spirit, you don't need to be impressed. If you have the spirit of discernment, you don't need to be impressed. No point proved at all. You can, you can discern speedily without stress, without looking back. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to your soul. Very important for us to know that the spirit behind the sign and the wonder is what determines whether it is of God and it's Christ or it's of the false Christ. The person behind the sign and the wonder is what determines whether it's of God or of his Christ or of a false Christ. Christ. This is what we must always, always seek to detect. I mean, this brings us to the account of the girl that was so harassing Paul and it was Barnabas. I think so, yeah. You know, following them and consistently saying it's a man of God or something like that. And you know, if you bring it back to our days where praise for consultation, somebody telling you about what you what what you are what is coming your way and all those things. I mean this girl in Addis was also doing the same thing, you know, and yeah. people people appreciated that foreseeing or foretelling or revealing exactly uh work that she was doing and not minding what spirit was operating. Exactly. But you see Paul Paul identifying the spirit cast the spirit. Yeah. He didn't go around telling this don't listen to her, she has a fault. Mm. Don't listen to her, she has a fault. He he, he he attacked the spirit that was, you know, um trying to um how do I say it? Sabotage. Sabotage is, is the spirit that walked with him. Exactly. You know? And his mission. Exactly. And his mission. So there was no need for her announcements. No, no, no. Jesus knows how to uh, 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 advertise himself. Exactly. So what that spirit was trying to do was trying to fascinate. Exactly. You know? Exactly. If, if Paul had given to that, in quotes, the praise of man of God, mm. before you know it, you start <laughs> conducting service for Paul. Exactly. You know? So we need to, before you know, she will be she will be one of the forerunners of the fellowship, you know? That Paul that Paul was going to start in that city, you know, <laughs> and it will look like sister so so and so is uh, very powerful. Yes, from God, mm. but not knowing that she actually. So I mean, it's, it's a good thing for us to understand that the person behind the new design and the one that is more important than uh, sign and the one that is exactly, exactly. So that it's important we know. It's important we know who is sign.
most important is that we must test the spirit. Test the spirit. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 23 and 26, Christ Jesus categorically told us what to do to not be. Let's look at Matthew 24, verse 23 and 26. Verse 26 says, uh, 3 says, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe. Uh, believe it not. Okay? So if any man say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or Dear, so dear is Christ. Okay, so believe it not. And 26 says, Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. So, see, it's clear here. It's, it's very, very clear. If you read from verse, you know, um, 25, and you know, you just begin to see many similar things, just trying to make them understand. These are these are things that he foretold us. This he began to let us know how this false Christ we operate in the desert is here, is there. Just for an encounter that Jesus is everywhere, you know. You, you just have to be there physically, yes. I mean, there are times that physical, no problem. But you see, these, um, there are some places that have been, um, you know, there's this, uh, how do I describe it? The sacred attachments, they mm. have to some places, and they tell you, if you want this, you have to be that mm. place, you mm. know? You really want this great science and wonder, you have to go to, I don't even mind the condition of that person. Mm -hmm. If the person can, can uh, you know, manage traveling 10 miles, mm -hmm. if he can make it, you don't care. Mm -hmm. Financially or physically, or uh, you know, they just make you feel that place is like yeah. you just have to get there. If you don't get there, then you can't be just mm -hmm. or you can't have the great size. Yeah, so I mean, those are examples of things to be well. You know, if you want me to understand here, Christ is one and He came, yeah, died, and resurrected and ascended to the right hand of the Father. Yeah, so basically, he came, he's one. He was, he was telling them, they said, they will tell you, it's desert. It's that first, look at me here. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? He's one, he came, he died, he was ready, and I sent it to the right hand of the Father. Look at Mark, Mark chapter 16, verse 19. Mark says, verse 19 says, So then, after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven, sat on the right hand of God. So, first establishment, Christ is at the right hand of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? The first thing to establish is at the right hand of God. So he is not in that desert you are talking about. He's not in that uh, whatever. Are you get what I'm saying? Yes. Now the second thing to establish is that at the same time, Christ lives in every born again. Colossians 1 verse 27. Colossians 1 27. Colossians 1 27 says, The whole God would make known what is the mystery of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Beautiful. Christ in where? In you, the hope of what? So we've established two truths now. First one, Christ is at the right hand of the Father. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Number two, Christ is in you and I. Are you get what I'm saying? Here yeah, now. So with this, in view of this, Christ is not to be searched for in physical locations. Remember, was mountains, forests, it is not to be searched for. There. I remember when somebody told me, he said, ah, I am pastor, go to this mountain, go to that mountain and go and pray. See, and they told me that the Bible fell from heaven on that mountain. And people that go there and pray, they get what they want. So I hear you. The person that was telling me, she actually had uh, an affliction. Her wound started dropping. Her wound started dropping. And I began to study on that, and I learned that it's only people um, that, that give them so much. And we have some situations. Those that actually give them much at home. And she had only two, two daughters, and one she gave it at home. All right. And her wound started dropping, and we were like, ah, it's serious matter. Uh, I said, okay, go for a checkup in the hospital. She said she would go, and she didn't go. 
Later, I said, okay, why do you want me to go? She said, the money. I said, okay, how much is the money? She told me, give her half the amount. I said, okay, that should help you go. And yet, she didn't go. And then, we had a meeting one day, and I prayed for the sick, and after that, after the meeting, after prayers that evening, she said she did not feel any difference. But, like, two days after, she noticed the womb had retracted. It had gone back to normal. She was shocked. She couldn't believe. She couldn't believe. But she could feel it. She could put her hand and feel it. Said she couldn't believe what had happened. The womb retracted back without any special whatsoever. And she came to testify about that. Another testimony she had again. You know, just she gave another testimony again to that effect. And this person has seen miracles happen in the meeting, in our meetings. And she was advising me to go to a manager to pray. You have seen miracles happen in our meetings and you asked me to go to a mountain to go and pray. It obviously means that you are the one who has a special, you know, issue. And that case, somebody was healed, I ministered and prayed for the person. They had waist pain and stomach pain that was been there for long. Prayed for him and they got it. And after a while, he was telling me to go to a mountain. So I, I, I tried to understand, what is the problem? Yeah, because they sold to the mountain, they marketed the mountain place where you really want some super, something happening, things around you. You have to go to that mountain experiences for something. Yeah. You know? You know. I don't want to call it supernatural. <laughs> super something. Super something. Super something. Uh-huh. And and they, they they came to our meetings and they were prayed for and they had their miracles. They didn't go to the mountain to have the miracles. It was in our meetings they had the miracles. That God that God um, gave them their miracles. And at the end of the day, they are referring <laughs> me to the mountain. It basically makes us understand how people don't understand the way God operates. God is not, Jesus is not in a, a physical location, be it a mountain or a forest or a room or whatever. Now, I'm not against you having a Sacrifice. private time. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, sometimes people just want to have a secluded time the Lord. There are places like prayer mountains, fine. Now, but you must understand something that Jesus is not in the prayer mountain. Jesus is in you. You are the one carrying him to that prayer mountain. Exactly. Jesus, in that prayer forest you may call, Jesus is in you. You are the one carrying to that prayer forest. You should not be going to look for Jesus in the prayer forest. If you are going to look for Jesus in the prayer forest, you will meet something. You may meet, you will meet something. And most probably, most likely, not Jesus. We have stories of great men who went who had prayer closets, they had prayer mountains, they had the reason for that was a place of aloneness with the Lord. Jesus did the early hours of the morning, he goes to the mountain to pray. He wanted to just be off the crowd, off the noise. You see, and if you can find a place in your house to be off the noise, you'll find. And you get what I'm saying? Yes. Once in a while, maybe you want to just have a time of seclusion with the Lord alone. You don't want the noise around. You don't want the busy, busy environment. You can do that. It's fine. But it is not that place you are going to that. That has Christ. That has Christ. No. Yeah. You are actually the one carrying Christ to that place. It's more like you, you're looking for a meeting place between you and God. Yeah. Not the place determining God. Exactly. In the Old Testament, God called them to Mount Sinai. He called them to Mount Sinai. You get what I'm saying? And the Bible, in the New Testament, we have called into the, uh, uh, we have called into Christ. Christ is our mountain. The book of Hebrews talk, talks about a uh, mountain with the weakness of the earth, trying to paraphrase. Are you getting what I'm saying? Basically, it makes us understand that Christ is, are you getting what I'm saying? We don't, we don't look for Christ in mountains. 
We, are, we have Christ in us. I will take him everywhere. So, you can even use your public toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have an encounter. Yeah. That's the best, best quiet place you can find. Yeah, you use it. It must not be a mountain or a forest because Christ is not in location. Christ is in us. Are you getting what I'm saying? We've heard people like who say God is in. God is actually in Anna. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's in you and I. Now our unit. And our unity all come together. Unity. We actually do I. And the more we, the actual fact that there's a mystery of robots, the more we call meeting in a particular environment, we can leave deposits in that environment. So that somebody walks into that environment and can receive of that deposit. We are the ones who actually left deposits. If we don't want the deposit, we have carried it at all. And sometimes God just actually has to allow us to leave deposits. But it's not like that is where God is. No, God is Christ is in and I. And we carry the locations. Praise God forevermore. So, Christ is found in the new creation, not in education. Found in a what? A new creation, not in education. That is why, you see, um, looking for forests, looking for mountains, um, it's a level of understanding that we need to grow beyond. If not, some of us will go and contact things that are meant to contract. If not, some of us will go and contract ourselves for for nothing. Uh, I, 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 I heard of somebody who went to a mountain and fasted and fasted and the blood pressure dropped, the blood sugar dropped, everything dropped, 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 dropped. Practices. Have fellowship with Christ. Because we don't know the environment, the the the, the climatic conditions in the mountain that's really affecting you. We don't know what's really, the climatic conditions that's really affecting you. You know, and every of that. These things, we are not against them. But please, Christ is not in the location. He's in the new creature. Build your relationship with and if he says, okay, he wants you to go and have a quiet time with him in the mountain, fine. If he says you want to go have a quiet time with him on a valley, fine. Or in the toilet, fine. But on a daily basis, you can keep having quiet time with your Lord. Amen to Jesus. Now, a sign and wonder done by God and his Christ is one which projects only Christ as the doer and amplifies and testifies of Christ Jesus name. That's how to know a sign and a wonder that is done. It projects only Christ Jesus as a doer. It amplifies Jesus alone and it what? It, um, it testifies of Jesus alone. Now, so, if this sign and wonder is not projecting Christ, it's not testifying of Christ, it's not amplifying Christ, rather, that the spirit behind that sign and wonder is a spirit of force in intercept. You know, it was in this location, I started hearing people say, Come and I can worship. I'm like, wow, wow, this is this is this is really dear. Come, let me work for you. Come, let me do the miracle for you. And I was like, what, what, what? It's like maybe they started noticing that people were like, come, this thing you are saying, where did you get it from? So they now start trying to make it look like it's Christ. But you see that the spirit behind it from the other was not the right spirit. Yeah. It was an impersonation of Christ. Come, let me do it for you. Huh? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, we are miracle workers. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, we do, we, we, we are signing, we are signing one workers. But you see, we do not amplify ourselves. We do not project ourselves. We do not testify ourselves. We testify, amplify, and project ourselves. So once the focus has been moved from Christ to you as a doer, sorry, 
I see this is a, a really slippery line because we have people who unknowingly are still slippering into um, telling telling more about the the, the hour they spend in prayers, uh, the things they do to tax the power of God mm. and all that. So I mean, that, they, they, they spend most of their time discussing all those things rather than getting exactly doing their miracle session. Yeah. You know, they spend time talking about how they how they want it, how they help somebody, how they touch somebody, how they impacted somebody, how they bought oil on somebody and then, you know, and less time on Exactly. Less time on find Jesus. Exactly. Less time on, on, on uh, testifying about Jesus. Exactly. In the end, we are already impersonating us. And then, so we, we have to be careful as miracle workers that uh, by the help of God. Exactly. exactly. No. So this, this is a very important one. Now, so um, the vessel does not turn men to himself or take glory. The vessel is not meant to turn men to himself or take the glory. He or she turns men to Christ and he protects. Very important. Very, very important. You see, when you begin to unknowingly turn men to yourself and project yourself instead of projecting Christ and turning men, is the spirit of the impersonated person. And you see, these are very slippery things because you may not know when you are just moving from here to there. Very slippery. Same way pride is slippery. Very slippery. Slime and slippery. Same way these are also, these are also slippery. The purpose of every operation of God is for Christ to be glorified. It's for Christ to be amplified. It's for Christ to be divided. Once that is not happening, we are beginning to operate in the spirit of the impersonated Christ. First John chapter 4, verse 14. Let's look at scriptures. First John, first John 4, verse 14. Yeah. Says that we have seen and do testify that the Father sent on be the Savior. This is John speaking here. He says, We have seen and do what? Testify. That the Father sent the Son. His testimony was about what? Jesus. I get what I'm saying. That the Father sent the Son to be the, the Savior of the world. In, in, in the same Philippians chapter 1, verse 1, say the things that we have seen and our eyes have looked upon and our hands have handled of the world of life. He was not testifying about himself. Are you getting what I'm saying? He was not testifying about what God was doing to him. Are you getting me? He was testifying about the, the, the Father who sent the Son to be the Savior of God. Their testimony was all about Jesus. All about Jesus. Now, this is John's testimony. Now, let's look at another person's testimony. Galatians chapter 1, verse 1. That was Paul's testimony. Galatians. Book of Galatians chapter 1. Yeah, that's one. Says Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Christ Jesus and God the Father who raised him from the dead. But by what? Christ Jesus and God the Father. So it was about Christ Jesus. He introduced himself like that in Galatia. I think in Corinthians, those things introduce himself. Instead of about, I'm an apostle of Christ Jesus. It's about Christ Jesus. And an apostle is a Greek, apostle is what? Uh, the, Greek, the, 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 the Greek word apostle, which means a saint one. And I always say by by implication of the new the Great Commission, we are all apostles. Apostle is not a title, it is a tax. There is an office part of it, yes. But by the new, by the Great Commission, we all have the office. We have been sent to project, amplify, and testify about Jesus. Now, we do that by everything, by our life, by being witnesses. We do that by the grace signs and wonders it does for us. It does to us. Are you get what I'm saying? Even the ones it does for us. If at the end of the day, the grace signs and wonders is not amplifying Christ, sorry, something is wrong, sorry. And you have to put it right. Are you get what I'm saying? And now, let's look at Peter's testimony again, too. Acts chapter 3, verse 12 to 15. Acts chapter 3. 12 to 16. 15. 15. 15. 15 says, 12 says, and when Peter saw it, he answered 
unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly at us, as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? 13 says, The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up, and denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. 14 says, For ye denied the Holy One and the just, and desired the more granted unto you. 15 says, And killed the Prince of Life, whom God has raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. You see, you see that from verse 13, he's just left talking about Christ. He said, not by our power or our holiness that we made this man work. It was Christ. And as he, he, he saw an opportunity for quick evangelism. Yeah. That sign, that wonder, was an attraction he bid for him to project Christ. Now, if the purpose of the sign and wonder you do is not to project Christ, if it's not to tell men about Jesus, not to reveal Christ, then sorry, the spirit of the earth of the false Christ, the dead Christ of the world. Immediately he started projecting Christ. He started telling them, hello. You crucified the Christ too. He started creating stories for them. But the focus was amplifying Christ. Amplifying Christ. Amplifying Christ. We see Peter do this. We see John do it. We see Paul do it. And you get what I'm saying? You see, John the Baptist created the precedence which the first disciples of Jesus followed. And every disciple of Jesus followed the same precedence. Your design and the wonder must project, it must draw men to God, it must amplify Christ, it must testify of Christ, it must be a bit for men to God, it must glorify Christ. It, you should not be seen, I should not be seen. Only Jesus must be seen. John said that he said that I need it, and he may. You see, John understood this thing as well. He didn't want to persist in any way. But today it's like we are wanting to increase. Some of some are wanting to increase and let Christ decrease. The, the, the focus is on them. Not on Christ. Once that happens, destinated Christ. And John created a precedent with the first apostles, disciples follow, first apostles follow. And every other disciple of Christ was follow the same precedent. And you get what I'm saying. So John said it again. I am not that light for the Christ. He says, I cannot impersonate the Christ. I am just a voice. Leave me. I will not impersonate Christ. I will not impersonate Christ. Leave me as a voice. I am far For the new creation now, this is who we are. This is our own approach to I am a joint here with Christ. And I am a Christ from the Christ. Um, um, if you look at um, uh, Romans chapter 8, it says that Romans chapter 8, verse 14, says if they can join them with Christ. Well, because uh, for as many as are about to be. See, the Spirit is everywhere in the spirit that we are God, and each children bear heirs. Seventeen, heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ. So, seventeen, verse verse, and we are heads of God and what? Joint heirs of Christ. That is Romans chapter eight, verse what? Seventeen tells us that there. And then, if you go to um, Galatians chapter three. Galatians 3, um, it says um, that if you are Abraham, then are you Christ? Um, check verse 29. And if you are the Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and according to Beautiful, beautiful. So it says that, it says that we are heirs here, and then we are what? Abraham's seed, then we are what? Christ. It says, are you what? Christ. So we are what? We are heirs. Galatians 3, verse um, 29 just brings both together we are heads we are of christ we are heads of christ and then we are what christ 
Are you getting what I'm saying? So mm. what does that mean? As a new creation, I'm a hell of God and a judge of I am Christ mm. from the world, from the Christ. I am not the Christ. I am of the Christ. So saviors arise. So out of, out of out that. Yeah. So we are saviors arising from the Savior. We are saviors arising from the Savior. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. We are because Christ is the word Christo, which means the anointed, the anointed, the anointed one, the anointed. And we are anointed. We are anointed one. So, um, and he says, Saviors, Savior is the word Yeshua here. So, we are, um, and Jesus, um, Jesus of Christ means um, um, Savior, the anointed, the chosen anointed Savior, Elohim. You get what I'm So, it's Yeshua, um, um, our Shia, um, Jesus, the, 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 the Christ. So, we are also Saviors that have come out of Zion. You get what I'm saying? And we are also anointed ones. So we are Christ. We are Jesus Christ. Plural. We have come out of the Jesus Christ. So we are Christ from the Christ. We are heads of God, joint head of Christ. But we are not Christ. So I am comfortable with being a Christ from the Christ. I'm comfortable with being a savior from the savior. I'm comfortable with being a joint head with the Christ. And that's just fine for me. But I will not impersonate be the Christ. Neither will I impersonate to be the Savior. Neither will I impersonate to be the first because of the dead. He is the first begotten from the dead. We are the next begotten. So he's the first, first person to get born again. The first begotten from the dead. We are the next begotten from the dead. If you are impersonate to be the Christ, that means you are saying you are not the first begotten. You know, like the rest of Joseph is not the only begotten. Why are you trying to drag Son of the only begotten from back because he's the reason why we have been called the love because we have not yeah. yes so he's the reason why we can even have the, the title beloved yeah so why should we want to struggle the only begotten son all right um basically for, before before the death um on when it when it comes to uh on the earth before the death he was only begotten now after his death and resurrection came the first begotten father so by one more son by one, he brought many more sons to glory. So, by his resurrection, he has become the first begotten of the Father. And we are now the next begotten of the Father. Yeah. But one thing we need to remember is that we are not the first. The first we can has, never be the first. The first has been the first already. Exactly. <laughs> Before his death, he was only begotten. Exactly. Now, by his death and resurrection, by his resurrection, he is the first begotten. We are not the first begotten. We are the next begotten. So, he, he, he has the reserve right only. To the only and the first, and the first because so you not cannot, trying to you cannot you cannot try to cancel the fact that he was the only while he was on, on earth. Yeah. You cannot you cannot fight that one. Mm-hmm. You cannot fight that. Trying to get into that is impersonation. Yeah, because I, I've heard I've heard one or two persons say Jesus was the only begotten. So I'm like, I mean, you you shouldn't even think about it. You, you you're, you're trying to impersonate exactly the Christ. You understand what I'm saying? The only begotten before his death and resurrection, mm-hmm. the first begotten after his resurrection. Those two remain for him. You the cannot be counted. The life we have is the life of resurrected. resurrected life. And so anything we should consider at all is the life after resurrection, not life before resurrection. Yeah. So if you say because you are on earth, then you are also a begotten son. Just consider yourself as the next, next begotten, not existing on earth. Resurrected. Not that you now cancel the fact that the only begotten son. And then he is not the first begotten. So you want to now be the only begotten and the first begotten. The way people say that Jesus, the the real Jesus has come now, brother. Okay, I don't have a problem with you. Simply, I know that the spirit of the impersonated Christ. So I don't need to argue with you. He's manifesting in such ways. And you get what I'm saying? So that's where we need to put ourselves. That's where we are. 
we are we are Christ. From the Christ. We are not the Christ. We are not the Christ. We are Christ. From the Christ. We are not it. Are we together? We are joined here, Christ. Now so with this, we should come to a conclusion that what I cannot impersonate and end up the first time. See, that should be your decision. I cannot. I will not impersonate and end up before Christ. And we only project, amplify, and glorify the Christ, which is who is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He is the Christ and that light which lightens me. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. What an awesome time again in God's presence studying this word. I believe we've received great word for your questions please send them through our email chibiaunamish at uh, gmail.com or you can just drop them right at the podcast uh, where you're listening I will reach back to you thank you so much for your time let's close the word of prayer Dear Holy Spirit, we bless and appreciate it thank you for another time of fellowship in your world yes, Lord. thank you for seeing us again this revelation this reality live with it and we fulfill about the truth. With this, we shall not be taken to Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord. Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number 033-154-551-2013. Swift code M B G H G H A C to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to EcoBank Nigeria. Account number. 5541020592 Also for further enquiries you can call us on +2334545947132 OR send us an email via chimdiohahunaministry@gmail.com Today remain ever blessed